Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports talk as we are talking Aki, 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 and we are off with our NHL win totals uh, for the, we're going to do the Western Conference first, and you know if I'm talking hockey, you know I got Craig Needles with me. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm well. It's uh, I know that we've got in sort of a weird sports calendar because of COVID going on, but it does kind of feel weird that, oh yeah, here comes another hockey season already. Yeah, yeah, very, very strange. I mean, uh, when did the it ended? It was still late July. It was late July, right, when it ended? Because usually it's early July when when the cup ends, but it was late July this year, wasn't it? It didn't. It didn't creep into yeah August, but yeah. Uh, no, 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 the, the, the cup usually usually presented by the middle of June. Uh, yeah, June. Yeah. Usually what am I talking about? Yeah, mid June, yeah, and this time June. it was mid July. Yeah. Usually do a free agency July first, so that's not what was going on this year. It's not what's going to be going on next year for a variety of reasons, including Olympics, which maybe we can talk about a little bit today, but probably mostly towards uh, towards the actual tournament. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a fun hockey year. Absolutely. So as as I mentioned earlier, well, I should say I'm your host as always, Matt Pierce. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to do the Western Conference first, and we're going to do. Uh, win totals. We're doing point spreads and whatnot. We'll find a few that we can zero in on. But uh, for now, Craig and I are going to take a uh, a break from giving you bad football advice to giving you probably, hopefully, a little bit better hockey advice on the, on the win totals this year. <laughs> I will say on the totals, I have not looked at any particular team's totals. I've done a lot of thought thought about uh, sort of where I think the teams are going to finish and who's going to be good and all this stuff. But I've not looked at any team's totals, so you will be surprising me. I would think with some of these numbers. Okay. That being said. I have noticed in the last three or four years that there were win totals in playoff series prices that the uh, the analytics uh, inclined hockey gambler um, would be jumping on aggressively and quickly and right away. And those are disappearing. So I think the books are sort of catching why to some of that. Okay, so you point a couple of those out to me if you if you have any off the top of your if, head. If there's, one that, if there's one that seems that the, uh, the analytics community is going to be off on, I'll tell you. All right, so let's start. Let's do it by division. So we'll start with the Pacific Division. First up, the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks right now, 72.5, Craig. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We start off with uh, with the dregs. Uh, yeah. I'm going I'm to say the over. Uh, the, the, I just think... If Gibson's healthy, the goaltending is going to be good enough that they're going to be better than this. Not a lot better than this. I don't love this one, but I'm going to say the over. Yeah, not a ton of turnover on their roster. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their cap-friendly page, and it's it's not – I mean, I, I – who can you guess? Are you looking at their cap-friendly page right now, Craig, or can I can I spring okay. this? You are? I was going to ask you. Uh, See, I, I, I will minimize it if you want me to guess something. But, yeah. Uh, yes, please, please. Yeah. Can you guess who is currently making the most money on the on the Anaheim Ducks? The the player with the highest cap hit. I, yeah, player with Fowler, the highest. It? it is Cam Fowler, which is yeah, yeesh to me. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff goes back on the one year UFA, which you know I guess is fine. He's got his cup, so I, he doesn't need to do the uh, the mercenary thing, a la Joe Thornton right now. But uh, yeah, and, and like you know, it's, it's, he's there. His family likes it there. They mm-hmm. want him there. It's fine. Everybody, everybody is getting something out of this arrangement, so it's okay. Exactly. Um, is he a guy? But, is uh, he a guy that, who gets moved at the deadline? Maybe would be a, would be a question for me if, if he's willing. He yeah, that's the big question is if he's willing. Um, but he is a guy that had exploratory conversations with. I think it was the Oilers and the Bruins were the two teams that uh, there were other teams that may have been as well, but uh, 
there were teams that were that ran on Ryan Getzlaff. It, it did seem very Oilers-ish to go get a guy like that uh, and expect him to do be capable of more than he actually is at this point in his life. But uh, yes, I uh, I think this team will be bad, just not seventy-two points bad. Do you feel super strongly about the seventy-two and a half that we are getting from the Anaheim Ducks right now? Yeah, me neither. They'll be right uh, around. They I mean, right around this, but I think they'll be. Yeah, they also don't present themselves to me as any sort of. Uh, I mean, they they currently have the longest odds to win the Pacific Division. So Vegas is pegging them to finish dead last in this division. They're plus fifteen thousand right now to win the division. I don't see a ton of value in that because I don't see Anaheim sneaking up on anybody this season. All right. Um. Next up in the. the like the goaltending is not going to win the division, but the goaltending means they're going to be better than seventy-two points. Yeah, I, the, av- the Avalanche got. I remember they're fairly early in the season. They had two games again, and because yeah, they played the Ducks about nine hundred thousand times last year, uh, there were there were two games early in the season where they got Gibson a couple of times, and I was just like, this is frustrating to watch, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, all right. Next up, we got a little Canadian team coming up as we talk about the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames, who missed the playoffs last year and kind of flamed out badly as they lost that last playoff spot to the Montreal Canadiens, they're over under right now ninety and a half. Craig, under. I, I think so too because they are. They're not the Canadian team. I don't know. Like, they're not the Canadian team I'm interested in betting in in this particular division. I would say, and and like, I think they're the third best Canadian team in this division, and I think they're the fifth best team in this division. I think mm-hmm. they're going to finish behind Seattle. Yeah, I'm I'm bigger on I'm I'm higher on Seattle than most. I'm not sure if Seattle. Yeah, I think Seattle's going to be a fringe playoff team. I think they're going to barely miss it, and we'll get to the 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 beloved Kraken as we go but i mean they they lose giordano they lose uh hamilton and johnny goudreau can't be long like does johnny goudreau finish this season in a calgary flames jersey craig i think that really depends on what happens the first few months of the season does it not i absolutely it does he's a guy that if they're going nowhere he gets he gets moved to the deadline I don't know if they'll be a going nowhere team in March, though. I think they're going to be a team that's kind of right on the fringes of this thing and misses at the very end. So I don't know if they move him at the deadline is my is my thought process here. That being said, is it time for a bit of a, a reconstruction of this group? You already have Giordano moving on to Seattle, uh, who maybe is not what he was, of course, but you know you've already have that happen. Uh, is it time for a bit of a reconstruction of this group? They went and gave a whole whack of money to Blake Coleman. Um, Who's suspended? Apparently, Who's when suspended? It, yeah, I was suspended for a game, but suspended nonetheless. Mm. Um, so I'll miss the first thing. Mm. Um, they went and gave a whole whack of money to Blake Coleman. That, to me, is one of those moves that you look back on in a few years and, hey, why'd they give this guy this much money for this long? And then, you, oh, right, he was on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they think that there's some sort of magic fairy dust that comes with winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, so, good player. I just don't know if he's a player that you're going to be wanting to give nearly $5 bucks to six years from now. Um, I just don't know if they've solved a lot of their problems. There are a lot of their problems was, hey, we can't quite score enough when certain guys aren't on the ice. Is that any different now than it used to be? Part of their problem was, hey, we've got some defensemen who are out here who probably are not necessarily quite good enough to be in the NHL. Is that going to be different? Like, Eric Goodbrand isn't solving that problem, is he? 
Because I don't think he's quite good enough to be in the NHL. And they gave him two million bucks. <sighs> yeah, he bad. So, yeah, I just think this is uh, this is a team that's not going to be all that good. And um, you know they'll they'll be around the playoff picture, but they will not be in the playoffs. I don't think. So give me the under on this team. I think that they uh, they missed the end here. Did you feel strongly about this ninety and a half strong. under? I I do. I don't. I just I I just don't understand. The people that are saying, oh, I think this team is good. They're going to turn a corner. Like, what is it about this team that makes you feel that way? I, I, I truly don't. My guess is uh, the, the where I would push back, because I'm with you. Let's write down the 90 and a half. But where I would caution people on, they're going to get a lot of games against uh, what used to be the death triangle, the Death Valley Triangle of going to California, which is no longer. It, it's more like the Death Valley, get your team right trip these days with the the sharks the kings yeah and and uh uh yep no nope, that's true yeah right with, with, with the shark who's the three sharks kings and, and yes thank you uh, and, and the ducks right yeah and and the kings i i think we'll we'll, we'll get them into them in a minute and i think they're going to be a little bit friskier this year but that i think is is what would account for the the vegas thinking that the flames might finish in the high 90s but man this i look at this defense like this defensive you know, you stare at their defense on this cap friendly page and it is just like, wow, you know, like Hannafin, Anderson, Tanev, who they, you know, signed. And it was just like, Tanev had a really nice year. This Certainly did. But yeah. The, the quest Tanev was always availability less so than it was of actual ability. Um, he was very available for the Flames. He, he played a lot of games. We'll see if that availability continues, because for the last few years in Vancouver, that was certainly not the case. So maybe that was the bad luck, and he's going to be fine. But Tanev had a nice year. Uh, I didn't mind the, Z- the Zadorov thing. Uh, I thought that was okay as far as uh, uh, something you can get a third-round pick for. But uh, and he's a UFA, I so just, and yeah, yeah. Right? So, it's, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a low-risk thing, and they yeah. gave up a third for him, and he's a legitimate NHL player, and that's fine. And like I said, they were playing some guys in that defense uh, last year who I don't necessarily think were of NHL caliber uh, some of the time. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I just. I just don't see the reason to believe that this team is going to be good at anything. They're going to be mediocre at everything, but not good at anything. Does the Flames at twelve hundred to uh, plus twelve hundred to win the Pacific Division? Is that a, a long shot that you're interested in whatsoever? No, there's a team from Western Canada who I'm, who I'm thinking about as a long shot, but it's not them. All right. Well, let's talk about the team from Western Canada you might think is the long shot. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers last year bounced in the first round, unfortunately, uh, in, a, in a weird, weird sweep to the Ducks that brought up or to the Ducks to the Jets, which brought about a lot of consternation about how penalties are called and, and how the superstars are officiated uh, in the playoffs in the NHL. And um yeah, just a, a lot of a lot of weird stuff. Uh, was it two or three overtimes they lost to the Jets in that series? I can't remember off the top they of my head. They lost three overtimes. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was at least two or three. And and any time it happens well, like it that, was, it's just weird, right? One was a triple was, overtime too, series. right? Yeah, it was a close series. It came down to I think Winnipeg scored five more goals than Edmonton and won four more games. So mm-hmm. it was that. It, and and you mentioned the consternation with the rules, which I I understand. Like I know that sometimes that's just sort of a you know quote unquote loser talk if you want to call it that. But I will say this: it's not. It's it not playoff. It was a four-game playoff series in which Connor McDavid drew zero penalties. That should be literally impossible. It's it, and like it's that, it, that that's not something that should be possible to happen. And and the, the loser talk stuff only comes from. 
dated, you know, like like face the guys who like the face punching aspect of hockey, right? Like it's 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 nonsense because the way they call the the fact that the fact that the the way the referees call the playoffs as compared to the regular season being completely different lends legitimacy to dumbass claims like well you don't want to see this team in the playoffs well you don't let that team get in the playoffs and or, and like like Brian Burke I remember went on Tim and Sid and Dangle and every other Canadian uh, thing that he was part of uh, at the beginning of last season because he, he didn't join the Pittsburgh Penguins until a month or two in right and he was telling everybody don't let the Montreal Canadiens get in the playoffs because if the Montreal Canadiens get in the playoffs they might be able to you know do they they can play that they can grind out that playoff hockey and we 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 all saw what happened and until they ran into a a a team that's looking like to be a dynasty they they you know kept grinding out wins and stuff and it's it's just so dumb that they do not call the playoffs the same as they call the regular season it would be like in the in if in the NFL they said all right guys uh, pass interference is legal. All of a sudden, you uh, so you can you can tackle guys. The thing it would be like in basketball. It would be like, all right, guys, uh, feel free to throw your elbows around. We're not going to call anything. It would be like if baseball. It was like, all right, you can, I don't know, like use trash cans or something. Like basically everything that the, the Houston Astros did is all of a sudden legal to do in in yeah. in baseball. And it, or it's 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 just it's 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 nonsense that 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 it's the way they do this. And, and, and I did. You're absolutely right about everything you're saying. I didn't want to go on this uh, on about this on Twitter because, like, let's be honest, if there was a team that was, I think, the second most victimized by this, it was my team. Uh, they should have won that series anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, the well, I don't. Yeah, you should have won that series. I think like my team too well, a little wait, bit. Although the Avalanche, yeah, the the referees were not the reason the Avalanche lost that series. It was a little bit of a part of it, but the Avalanche yeah. lost to Vegas because Vegas bullied them a little bit and they couldn't fight back. So. Yeah. And, and and Vegas, like, remember, that, that could have been a five-game series. Grubauer thieved a game in the first yeah. there. Anyway, that's, uh, that's you know, there. Um, but the, w- the way that Montreal is able to play, not just against Toronto, but against Vegas as well. Mm-hmm. Which was weird, right? They bullied the bully, <laughs> which was strange. Yeah. yeah. Was it a way that is conducive to, obviously, trying to slow the game down, no shots, and it takes the skill out of the game. So... Uh, I'm not saying that Montreal did anything wrong. They knew that was something that was going to be available to them come playoff time, and they tried to execute that plan, good for them. But in a just world, in a world where the actual entertainment value of playoff hockey is something that people care about, that's not the way the game's going to be called. And I know that there are going to be people that say, and, and it drives me nuts, well, when you say call the rule book, there's going to be penalties all the time. Yeah, for a little bit there will be, for a little bit. But guess what? The players are going to adjust, and they're going to play by the rules. And you know what's going to happen after that? The players who are not fast enough and not good enough to keep up, they won't be in the league anymore. And I thought that's what we wanted. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Like, uh, I, thought that was, I thought we wanted the best players to be in the NHL. I thought that was the point of this. Anyway, yeah, um, th- that's a it's a, it's a it's a hockey rules rant that we can have once again once the playoffs start. Let's talk about the Oilers. Uh, what is the yep. over-under on that? So on the that? Edmonton Oilers, well, let me just r- ring through. They they add Zach Hyman. They re-up Tyson Berry. They bring in Duncan Keith for veteran presence on, on, on an absolutely horrible deal, giving up assets for Duncan Keith. We all laughed, and now he's apparently, you know, they, 
the reason they brought him in was to calm the Oilers down because he's the the old school playoff guy who's won several cups and he's going to get them over the hump when stuff starts going or he's going to you know calm down the kids when stuff starts going sideways in the playoffs and stuff and get them back on track and now he's Mister I'm not getting the vaccine <laughs> so yikes there he was sad. Exactly. He he eventually did, but it was very much under protest from from Duncan yeah. Keith. But uh, I, I guess uh, he at least did it. Uh, they bring in Cody Cece, so Tyson Berry and Cody Cece are going to be on a line together, uh, which should be that should be fun for all all involved. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers over under Craig ninety eight and a half. So they're asking us: Do the Edmonton Oilers get to a hundred points in this division? Here is the thing: everything you just said is true. I think that their defense is going to be a tire fire. Everyone other than Nurse is bad. Well, we'll see about Bouchard and, and, and Broberg. Like, I think they've got potential, especially Bouchard, who I've watched play a lot because he played for played for London Knights. Um, everyone other than Nurse, though, is, is either proven to be there, – there's some holes in the game uh, or there, there's there's some trouble. And, and and I like Barry. I think Barry brings more than he takes away to an NHL team, but he, he takes stuff yeah, away. He does take stuff away, but uh, you're, uh, I, I want to chime in and say that I completely agree that he is worth – he is better than he gets credit for. Is Sorry. Go ahead. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's all fair. Um, nonetheless, despite all of this, um, and we haven't said this yet, uh, Connor McDavid's on this team. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are both on this team. Uh, Zach Hyman, who is getting too much money for too long, to be clear, but Zach Hyman's a nice complimentary player. He knows how to play with good players. Um, he's on this team, too. Jesse Pugliarvi. Good player. He's on this team. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, decent player. He's on this team, too. Um, They should be able to outscore their problems. Now, people are going to look back at last year's team that got the two seed in the the, uh, Canadian division. They are going to perhaps not recall that Mike Smith had maybe the best season of his career at At age age 38. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm not taking anything away from Mike Smith. Mike Smith had a really good year, and Mike Smith had some very good years in the NHL before. No question about that. But he put up a 9.23 last season. That's really, really good. That's the second highest number he's put up. 11-12 season with with Phoenix at the time. That was his big breakout year, and it's the best year he's had since then. Is Mike Smith going to put up a 9.23 again for you? I think the odds of that are very, very high. Very slim. Very slim. So they're going to allow more goals than they did a year ago. Will they score enough to make the difference? Maybe. Again, they have they have the best player on the planet. He's pretty good. Uh, I'm not I, – I, I'm going to take the under here. But th- there's a universe where they su- supersede this because McDavid and Drysaddle both had the best year of their careers, and those guys are really, really good. Do do you feel strong about the ninety eight and a half? Because to me, the big question here because can the I Oilers do. outscore their problems? Right, right. And the answer is maybe, uh, but I do feel strongly about the under from this perspective. If one of those two guys misses much time, they're not hitting ninety nine points. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Now, I'm not saying one of them will get hurt. I have no reason to believe that's going to happen. All I'm saying is. Even if they both play the full year, you might have a pretty good chance of them staying at 98 or under. If one of them doesn't play the full year, you have a really good chance. So, yeah, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I just I stare at their goalies on Cat Friendly, and I'm just like, oh, God, Mike Smith at age 39 and They're Nico Koskinen. Koskinen's not very good. 
I would be willing to I will be surprised put it this way I will be surprised if there is not a goalie brought into the Edmonton organization during this year at some point I'm not sure who that's going to be but if the Oilers play a playoff game and I think they will I have a very hard time seeing them not finishing second in this division uh, but there's a team that I like a little bit more than the general public, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but their, their their goalie in game one of the playoffs, not on their roster, is a bet that I'd be willing to make right now. And so it'll be somebody else who's not on the team right now. Do you like the Oilers at plus 400 yeah. to win the Pacific Division? Is that worth a flyer? That's not enough. That's not enough for me. I, I need a little. I needed to be a little, uh, a little more yeah. lucrative. I would like, yeah, I would like six or seven. I think if 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 it was them, but it, it might even a four might be worth a flyer if if Connor McDavid is just the Hart Trophy guy who does that. Which speaking of which, um, do you like Connor McDavid at plus one ninety to win the Hart uh, Trophy? Shortest odds of any player. He's just betting Connor McDavid doesn't get hurt. That's the yeah. bet you're making there. I yeah. think that's a good bet. Yeah. I take that at the plus. Not bad. All right, uh, moving on. The Los Angeles Kings, who uh, made some, they were moving and shakers a little bit. Uh, they re-up uh, Alex Afalo. They bring in Philip Deneau from the Montreal Canadiens at a pretty decent little deal. They, you know, Alex Edler comes in, and, you know, uh, that Cal Peterson seems like he's going to be a stud for them, although uh, <laughs> I got to say, he played very well against everybody not named the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> in, the, uh, yeah. in, 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 the, in the, the weird division it was last year because I used to joke with the Kings fans whenever they would say, uh, uh, you know, Cal Peterson, oh, he's a stud and he's the future. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, every time he watches the uh, – every time I watch him play the Avalanche, you know, his best move I've seen is taking digging the puck out of the net while the Avalanche are head-tapping each other, <laughs> which was <laughs> – Oh, mercy. But, uh, yeah, he, he's actually, jokes aside, he's actually, he's really, really good. Uh, the Kings, 84 and a half right now. Feel like they're going to be a little bit frisky this year, Craig? Yeah, I think that, like, is there not a world where them, Seattle, and Calgary are all kind of right in the same little bunch? And maybe I think, I think so. I, I think, I think them, Seattle, and Calgary are you know, perhaps of, fighting for the... One of one of Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, or Los Angeles gets the third spot in this division. Yeah, like they, like they, they they're fighting for the third in the wild card, right? I think it's a pretty plausible. Well, we'll see. I, I have a suspicion that the wild card may come from the central, but we'll see. Um, or this both wild cards may come from the central, rather, but we'll see. True. Um, like the East, like this is the reverse NBA, whereas. Like, the East is a lot better than the West <laughs> in the NHL. I, I really believe that. Uh, anyway. The West um, is very top-heavy is what it is right now. But there's some yeah. there's some teams that are going to look Colorado, a lot better. Colorado and Vegas are very, very good teams. I don't know of anyone else in the West with a very, very good team. Yeah, but there's some teams. That's that we'll, we'll, we'll get to a couple that are doing some damage, uh, that, that have a chance to, I think, I think uh, do some damage. Um, the Los Angeles Kings, 84.5. I'm going to say over, Craig. I think I, like I think that's I like the yeah. Do we feel strongly about it? Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm going to start next to. I, like I think so too. Let's 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 place a little wager on, field, on the Kings. Getting that that ankle sprain is obviously troublesome. Mm-hmm. But like if you look at them down the got Kopitar, you've got the no. You know that's 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 pretty good. Um, you, you they bring in Victor Arvidsson. They didn't have to give up a whole lot to go get him. Uh, I, I wish they were a little bit deeper on the wings. I do. But, uh, no, I think that they're uh, 
I think that they're okay here. Um, yeah, this team is this team may be more than the sum of its parts. Put it that way. Yeah, I think so too. Let's keep her moving. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, who um, you know, they bring in Nick Benino, they bring in Andrew Caliano, they bring in Matt Nieto, who I'm not too upset about but uh you know it's the usual guys for them carlson and burns on the dn logan couture is still around tomas ertel i think is going to be a big uh uh him and the big right? yeah him and phil kessel i think are going to be the big uh trade deadline acquisition guys hurdle making five six uh but and is a ufa so he's going to be yeah he'll, he'll be the big darling or one of the big darling free agents or uh Deadline acquisitions, like we said, eighty and a half for the San Jose Sharks. Under for me, but I, I did, this isn't one of the ones I want to bet no, necessarily. No, it's, it's, it's a bunch for me. Uh, this I think is the team that finishes last in the division. Actually, is this one? I mean, I'm looking at James Reimer and Aiden Hill right now are their goaltenders, and didn't they just cut Aiden Hill or something like that? I, I the, and we we say all this, and we haven't even mentioned fucking Evander Kane right now. Which, oh my God, what a f- he was their best player this past year. Yeah. Like, he was the best player last season. And now he's not around. He's a non-roster player as the NHL continues to investigate various issues surrounding him. Now, the gambling thing I always kind of knew was false. Um, like, his ex-wife accusing him of throwing games, like... Yeah, but a, did he bet on him? Uh, did he bet on games he played yeah. in? E- even if he did it Pete Rose style, where he bet on himself, but he always bet on himself to win to kind of motivate himself was always Pete Rose's claim. Uh, wow, you can't do that. Like that. Like if you find out he bets, just one word answer, Craig. If if you find out he he bet ga- on games he played in, does he have to be thrown out of the league? One word answer. Yes. Okay, well, I, don't I agree. Think that they're, they'll, they'll find that out though. I think that they've already sort of looked into this thing. And, yeah. now I know, of course, people were talking about the difference between their speed of that investigation and the speed of the Chicago investigation, which I think is, is right for criticism. But I yeah, think that fair. Uh, they would have, yeah, we, we, we would have found we would have found this already. We would already know, I think, if they had done this. And they've, they've sort of cleared the guy. So whatever is going on with him, whatever the situation is, he's not going to be in the lineup when the season starts. And that's a real problem. Cause I think he was their best player this past season. I think that they would have been counting on him to be the best player this season. So they're going to be worse than they were a year ago. And they're already not very good. So I think you're going to be looking at, uh, uh, just a lousy team, a not very good hockey team. And I don't think they're going to be getting to 80 points, put it that way. Yeah. I, I, I thought about it a little bit more and yeah, t- uh, the, we're going to put money on the San Jose under cause they, they're, I'm looking at them. They they should probably be in contention for maybe getting the first overall pick, I think. And, I uh, don't know if they will. Like, put it this way. I think that Buffalo is in their own division. I think fair. Arizona is in their own <laughs> Yeah, you're right. But, like, whatever the next division of bad teams is after the Buffalo division and the Arizona division, there's another division. They could be the worst team in that division. San Jose Sharks Pacific Division winners is plus five thousand. I just don't see that happening. And fifty to one, that's about where they should be, I would say. But I just don't see the value in that because I don't think it has any chance of happening. 
Moving on, the first time we will ever, the first time we ever get a chance to bet on this particular franchise, the Seattle Kraken, Craig, coming in. Uh, Yanni Gord, Jaden Swartz, Jordan Eberle, Jonas Donskoy. They named uh, the the captain Mark Giordano this uh, this year as the captain. Adam Larson, uh, just picking the bones off of all the Canadian teams. Uh, somebody wrote, I think somebody wrote an article that this uh, might be the best goaltending tandem in the National Hockey League. Philip Grubauer and Chris Drager. Uh, Grubauer, who they signed away from the Avalanche. Yep, Grubauer, who they signed away. Uh, he was a Vesna candidate last year. The Seattle Kraken right now are 90 and a half, Craig. I like the over. I, too, like the over. And I'll tell you what I like even better is the... They're going to try to win a lot of 2-1 to one and 3-2 to two games. But I suspect they'll have good goaltending and they'll be good defensively. Now, you're going to look at the roster and say, hey, wait, are we sure? Like, are there going to be enough goals? Are we going to get to 91 points? I think there'll be just enough goals for them to get to 91 points. I'm also very curious to see, like, you know, they've got a, a, a tw- they got 25 guys in their 23-man roster right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see who, like, they're going to have to send a couple of guys down tomorrow because they play a game tomorrow night. Uh, this was, uh, sorry, sorry uh, Wednesday night. We're recording this on, on Monday evening. Um, and the next... 24 to 36 hours here two guys are coming off this roster i'm very curious to see who those two guys are and whether they can try to try to uh try to acquire anything for them um because i think they would have made some expansion picks thinking to ourselves we will trade one of the one or two of these players so uh i suspect there's going to be a defenseman and a forward uh one of each or maybe two forwards that are not on this roster that are currently sitting there um come time for uh Come time for the season begin, and they have exactly zero players who are not eligible, uh, who who need who do not need waivers to get sent down. So, they claimed uh, Alex Boulet, uh today from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so someone else and and uh, two other guys are going to go out because of that decision. So I'm very curious to see who those two guys are. That's a bottom of the roster thing. I think the team is going to be deep enough and good enough and, and find enough goals. They're going to be okay. This is the biggest, the best gambling suggestion I think I can make based on the Seattle Kraken. Take bet them on their eleven to one. Put a few units on them at eleven to one to win the Pacific Division. I know Vegas is a powerhouse, but just in case the Seattle Kraken catch that lightning in a bottle that Vegas did five six years ago when they first came in, and everything kind of breaks their way, and it will just be so fun, and they'll be the new darling team, and maybe it happens again because of the way they've they've done the expansion rules. I'm I'm thinking the the, the eleven to one to win the Pacific is going to be a, a fun fun bet that you should just try to take for like it just because if it happens you're going to be like God damn that was fun right so just we missed out it on Vegas five six years ago Craig but we're not going to miss out it on this time just in case put however many units you feel comfortable with on the Seattle Kraken to, to win the Pacific at eleven to one I think Moving. that's fair last thing I want to see Seattle before we go yeah um, on them. Um, I think that th- this is a team that has seven and a half million dollars of cash space right now, so that number is going to grow. If they are on the bubble, uh, they might be able to do some very interesting things from the perspective of adding guys who you would otherwise think cannot be added to the deadline because they've got more cap space than some of the other teams that are going to be willing to spend to the cap. Maybe they get both Kessel and, t- and Hurdle or something like that. They get a whole new line Maybe at the deadline. I know they've talked about the Tarasenko yep. thing. Maybe Tar- they go get him. Like obviously, the, the, the prices on these things are shifting, so who knows what they do. Yeah, that is something that has been uh, 
yep, that ha- that has been bandied about for sure. Um, next up, the Vancouver Canucks, Craig. Uh, not much uh, has changed off their roster. They re-upped the guy, the the guys you would want them to uh, bring uh, re-up. They re-upped Hughes and Patterson. Uh, they traded for our Oliver Ekman Larson. That was their big kind of off-season acquisition, and you know a couple of nice little depth signings. Got Luke Connor Shen, Garland. Tyler. Yeah, Gar- Connor, yeah Garland Connor Garland was like a couple depth signings. Tyler Myers, Luke Shen, sort of a thing. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, eighty-eight and a half. Yeah, I love the over. You do. Interesting. If you're going to bet on a non-Vegas team to win this division, I think this is the team. I think that they have the best. I think they got a really, really good goaltender. Okay. Uh, they got a nice backup in Halak. That was a uh, Thatcher Demko and Yaroslav Halak. That is a a decent that's little combo bad, there. Not a bad combo. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, you have a, hopefully a healthy Hughes and hopefully a healthy Pedersen going into the season. You had all that business taken care of before the season, which is good. Uh, Connor Garland's a really nice ad. I think he's a very good player. Um, they made some mistakes this offseason. I, I think that adding Ekman Larson, which basically made it so you had to do a bridge deal with Pedersen, I think that was a mistake. However, that's going to be an issue for the 2024-2025 Vancouver Canucks, less so for the 2021-2022 Vancouver Canucks. So I think that if you're going to bet on a team, and, and Pod Coldson as well could, can be a wild card and score some goals for them. I think if you're going to bet on a team to win the, this division that's not the Vegas Golden Knights, I think this is the team that you want. 16-1. to one. Uh, I, I, think, I think that, yeah, I think this is a bad front office that's made some bad choices uh, for, for a variety, on a variety of, uh, of instances. But this is the team that you want to bet if you're going to, uh, if you're going to put some money on, uh, on someone to win this division who's not the Vegas Golden Knights, at least it- for me. Can't be stated enough that this team went through the absolute year from hell last year. They were yes. they were the year from hell team with where they were a team who uh, I think at the beginning of the season a lot of people had Toronto, Edmonton, and Vancouver as the as the like lock playoff teams, right? In that in that Canadian division, and then it was kind of going to be like Calgary and Montreal fighting. Well, no, sorry, Winnipeg, and then but yeah, yeah, Winnipeg, yeah. Winnipeg and Montreal are supposed to be fighting it out. Yeah, but that, yeah, in Calgary too. But that that's not the way it went. Uh, no, so absolute no. year from hell uh, with the COVID thing and yeah. injuries. It 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 yeah, it's, yeah. barely played. Uh, it was just this uh, team played games. Played. Remember, lest we forget, these this team played three game, three regular season games while the playoffs were going on because they had to re mess with the schedule because of the, the giant COVID outbreak that they had. This team was playing ga- playing meaningless regular season games against the Flames during the NHL playoffs last year. Yeah, it was a tough year. Pedersen obviously missed a lot of time that was not COVID-related. Uh, they had the COVID mess you were just talking about. Uh, I think this team is 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 deep at forward. I like their forwards. I think that there are some questions on defense in the non-Hughes division. I think everyone but Hughes, you can put a little question mark as far as what you're going to get from them. The Tucker-Pullman contract was effing bizarre. Uh, but I think they'll have enough goaltending to, uh, to bail them out some nights and they'll score enough. So, like I said... This is a team that if you're going to bet on someone to win this division uh, that is uh, not the Vegas Golden Knights, this is the team I would want. 
Yeah, sixty to one might be worth a flyer. I like I like them in the Kraken for sure as, as a nice little flyer on, on winning the division. And we both like their over at eighty eight and a half. Uh, last up for the Pacific Division, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tied the Colorado Avalanche on the last day of the season for the most points in the league. Only lost out on the President's Trophy due to a I think like the third tiebreaker or something like that. Um, Bit of a, a bit of a weird offseason for them, but they they mostly have all their guys. Like they, the re-signing of Alec Martinez was good. Petrolangelo's still there. Stone Pacioretty, who it seems like the fan base is doing the 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 thing that most fan bases who have acquired Max Pacioretty uh, are kind of <laughs> you know at, a little bit at the end of their rope. But uh, you know, it, 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 is. it was an expensive. look. They made mm-hmm. the trade thinking, hey. We- in the cup window in the short term here so let's see if we can make something of it i understand but they, they traded nick suzuki so that's 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 a lot to give up it's a lot to yeah. give up uh, minus um, 185 to win the pacific division everyone is expecting them to run away with it far and away 107.5 points for the las vegas golden knights craig i will take the over i'm really not, i'm not loving it yeah, I'm we're not, not loving it. And yeah, I we're, not, we're not placing number. money on that, but gun to our heads. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, I just think that this team is, is, is loaded and really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much else to say <laughs> on, on the Vegas, yeah, yeah, on the Vegas they're, Golden they're Knights. Deep, they got, got a little bit deeper scoring-wise. I, I like the Dadanov thing. Uh, we'll see on Nolan Patrick, but there's still some potential there for him to be, uh, him to be a pretty good player. Uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, I'm okay with uh, with thinking the Golden Knights are going to do real well this season. And I will say this: how many, like, two Team Canada members on this roster? I would suspect in Stone and Petrangelo. Petrangelo, we already know is going. So, no, they'll have some uh, they'll have some Olympic guys as well. Uh, so yeah, I know this is a good team. Uh, give me uh, give me the over if it's to pick one. But I'm not uh, I'm not placing actual dollars on that because 107 is a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so that's it for the Pacific Division. Let us head over to the Central, and much like the Pacific, the Central starts off with a banger, Craig, the Arizona Coyotes, a team that is perpetually in flux, is purposely trying to lose, and I think holds the second worst uh, starting odds. Uh, they are 69.5, the Arizona Coyotes. And as you mentioned, it seems like it's going to be them and Buffalo uh, fighting for number one, uh, the number one overall pick. Uh, I, I look at their roster, and it's a very strange hodgepodge of, you know, this and that. We mentioned Phil Kessel is, is likely to be one of the tr- uh, trade deadline darlings as he's uh, 6'8", uh, 6.8 coming off the books at the end of this year. Uh, their goaltenders, man, I can't even Vel Vimeka. I, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Who they they've got playing in, in net? And him, it's him and Carter Hutton who are apparently the goaltenders. And uh, their biggest signing, uh, currently on injured reserve, Alex Galchenyuk, who for whatever reason went back to Arizona. Can't, no idea why. Sixty nine, got to work somewhere, I guess. Sixty nine and a half, Craig. Under. Yeah, but that's it's it's low. I'm not placing money on it, but like I am. It's 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 not. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna bet the under. Oh yeah. Um, it is a thing. Like you can be a 70 point hockey team and not be good. Like, 
I'm not saying pretty easily, but like you don't need a lot to go your way to be a bad 70 point NHL team. Put it that way. I, I think there's a uh, chance this Arizona team is going to look like the Avalanche did in the ill-fated 2015 season. Yeah, maybe they maybe they're that bad. Um, that being said, you still got Keller, you still got Chitrin, uh, Gostas Bear. Even though they like receive draft picks to take him on, I don't think he's as bad as people say. Um, we'll see. Well, I, 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 again, the under is probably the play here. I just don't know if I want to invest a lot of money in it. The forwards are bad. Like if, if like Keller and Kessel are both NHL forwards. Like these are guys who are good enough to be in the NHL. And I don't know if anyone else on the roster is. Oh, uh, Schmaltz. Excuse me, Schmaltz. But I, like, is, is Lou Eric an NHL player at this point in his life? Probably not. Andrew Ladd? No. Uh, like, I you saw the, the roster guys in Vancouver, like, how bad they were. Like, no, uh, this is not an NHL team. So, um, this, this team yeah, should basically, with... yeah, this team basically has three objectives. One, try to get the first overall pick. Two, trade Phil Kessel at the deadline. Three, figure out what the hell to do with Lawson Kraus at the end of this season. Right? Like, that's... I think, yeah. That's, I, I don't know if there's much to do with Lawson Kraus. I just, I'm not a believer. Um, but yeah, those are, those are things that they're going to have to figure out. Um, the other thing about this team is because of the way they've deconstructed themselves and taken out everyone else's cap problem. I mentioned Vlad, I mentioned Gosses Bear. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes have eight picks in the first two rounds of the upcoming NHL draft. They sure do. Now Their cap friendly page is hilarious. They had to go to a second row on the, on the second round, which is pretty damn funny. All eight of Yes, I've never seen a team have five picks in a round before. I guess four is the max for cap friendly. Um, I don't know if they're going to make all those picks. I think there might be a situation where you're trading some for futures or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a bad team. It's a bad team. The Very breaks bad. that they're going to be hoping. They're going to be hoping that both Montreal and Carolina miss the playoffs, but not by a lot. Uh, they're going to be hoping that... Uh, uh, they're going to be hoping, obviously, that they're... Their, their their Canadians futures do not go particularly well for the Canadians because of the Dvorak trade. Um, I I still want the under though. That's it's it's just it's a bad bad team, and it's plus, gonna get worse. Plus twenty thousand, two hundred to one, Craig to uh, win this Central. Can you can you find any value in that? Can they go on Ooh. a run? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. All right, next up, uh, a team that had an absolutely tremendous off season. The Chicago Blackhawks, who, uh, you know, credit to them. They uh, they hunkered down. Uh, they didn't do anything. And eventually enough time passed that we all forgot about the, the horrible bunch of bullshit that they've done. Yeah. It, just it, classic NHL tactics. It's it's it. It's sickening. It's absolutely it's, it's sickening. That, yeah. Yeah. I hope that we're not done with that. But, you know, maybe the league is. I hope that reporters are not done with that. And I know they're not. But they go out this offseason, they they get draft picks to take on Tyler Johnson and Tyler Johnson's money for the next three years. And I think Tyler Johnson is a player that still has some use, even if that outstrips his salary. Um, they go and make the big Seth Jones deal. They went and got Seth Jones' brother from Edmonton for Duncan Keith, which is like Edmonton gave up a second round pick to get a worse player. Like that's ugh, anyway, um, they get flower, which is, you know, maybe he does his thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know who knows what that's going to be. Um, Lankinen obviously is uh, 
is a player that had you know not a bad year for them this past year. So I think they're going to be pretty decent in goal uh, either way. I don't know if they're going to score enough because who knows what happens? Who knows what you get from basically other than Kane and Debrinket? I don't know if there's a lot you count on here on the roster. Yeah, for legit offensive production. Yeah, because Doc- James has been gone. And Johnson's been playing fourth line minutes for two years. Yeah, it's like can Strom and Kerr and and Doc give you? A, can they emerge? Right? Is the uh, is is what it is? And then people, I think Taves is still going to do some stuff, but people still think for whatever reason. And I think that and you know you brought up the Olympic roster. I'm 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 worried. That the Hockey Canada is going to make the mistake, Craig, and think that Jonathan Taves is uh, still Jonathan Taves, and he's going to be on the Olympic roster. Like, would we be stunned if that's the case? Like you, you bring him for, like, leadership and all that other crazy crap. A, I don't think the people who are running this team are going to be foolish enough to believe that. B, like, you got Sidney Crosby, you've got yeah. Bergeron, like, you know, there's yeah. going to be several Stanley Cup rings on the roster. Like you don't need to go add a bunch more, so uh, I would I would be I'd have a real question if that's something that were to occur. Real question if that's something that would happen. Chicago Blackhawks um, 80, 89 and a half, Craig. I'm gonna say under. I think so too. I think I think I don't know why for whatever reason. I think it's just the Mark Andre Fleury thing. The Mark Andre a lot of them it, like Mark like they they add Seth Jones who. Uh, one of the more polarizing guys between the the analytics community and the and the old school scout contingent of he's big and he eats up minutes, but the the analytics guys don't like the fact that you know the puck doesn't necessarily always go in the right direction when he's on the ice. And nine five is a lot of money for a guy who the puck isn't necessarily going the right way when he's on the ice. And they get back tapes. What I would say is, and if you're yeah, going to give out that contract the contract they gave to Seth Jones, and they gave up a bunch of stuff to get Seth Jones to give him that contract. I was pissed scared all offseason that the av- those avalanche rumors frightened me greatly. Oh, they've, they've got too many smart people in that front office. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to give up that contract, why not just give Dougie Hamilton that money? Yeah. Isn't that the way to do it? You know, call me crazy, but um, that's what I would have done at the very least. Uh, no, this team. I don't think this team's going to be going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be that much better than last year's version. I know they added some big names, but no thanks on this team. I agree. Under. Uh, we are under on the Chicago Blackhawks, but uh, I don't really want to bet on it. All right, next up, my beloved Colorado Avalanche. Vegas has them as the, and I don't like this, this is the second year in a row, Vegas has them as the best odds to win the Stanley Cup, plus 450, so 4.5 to 1 on your money. Uh, They have them plus 200 to win the Western Conference, and minus 230 to win the Central Division. The big moves they made in the offseason were re-upping Gabe Landeskog, they ended up losing Donskoy, they lost Ryan Graves, so a little bit of turnover. They get Eric Johnson back. Devin Taves is injured with a little bit. Bowen Byram looks like he's ready to make the leap. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Jack Johnson, blah, whatever. But uh, right now, you, you look at the goaltending right now. They they gave up a lot of pieces to get Darcy Kemper. Pavel Francouz just hurt himself yet again, so he's he's going to miss a month. So it's Kemper and, and Jonas Johansson. 
that said, this team, there, there's a, a lot of goals on this team and a lot of guys who they're expecting to make a, a quote-unquote uh, leap forward, including a perennial heart trophy candidate in Nathan McKinnon. The Colorado Avalanche's odds, uh, they have the highest point total odds of any team in the National Hockey League, Craig, oh, 111.5. Yeah, I I have to stay away. It's too high. It's too high. Absolutely too high. And this is the team I cheer for, for like, God's sake. It's too high. Like, Avalanche could win the President's Trophy, and you'd still not get this bet paid. Like, yeah, both, it's like too high. there's a world where both those things happen, right? Part, like, there's part, a very, very, very plausible, a very plausible world where the Avalanche win the President's Trophy, and you don't get paid on this bet. Why do you want any part of it? Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't get it either. And like the central division, I think people think is going to be terrible. And I think teams are going to be friskier than we're giving them credit for. I think the Hawks are going to be friskier. The Stars are certainly going to be way friskier. The Wild, even though I, I think a lot of what they did last year was kind of smoke and mirrors, they're still going to be frisky goal scoring team. Blues, they re-upped a little bit and they were in the playoffs last year. And the Jets are good, man. Like this is, this is, I, I don't. The, the 111 is. Is a bit strange to me. It's too high. If you have to bet, you're taking the under because this is this is we're we're going baseball rules on this one where it's it's like when you see the teams with like the 105 win total, it's just like the number is too high. You're you're taking the under, but my God, you look at this defense on cap friendly, Craig, and it's just like holy God, right? Like like Eric Johnson is the sixth best defenseman on this team. The sixth. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really good team. Uh, the last time we played 82 games, by the way, Pierce, other than the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were kind of an all-timer team, they went 62-16, and 16. Um, no one got to 110 points. No, it's too, it's too high. Not, it's too high. It's ridiculous. Go go under. Go under again, for, like, for gambling like, purposes. Like, could you not see the Avalanche winning the President's Trophy at 110 points? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 109, 108, they could be – Yeah. You don't yeah. get paid on this bet if that happens. Like, yeah. go bet them to win the president's trophy. If you want, if you, if you're feeling about, if you're feeling good about this, go bet them to win the president's trophy instead. Don't yeah. bet the over under. No, so stupid. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really good team. Uh, yeah. And you know, Dom Lassison over the Athletic, he has his, uh, he has his system to evaluate, you know, teams, and you do it based on you know past players and all this stuff, and he has them as the best team in the league, and nearly edging out my favorite team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think this is a, like, this is the, on paper, the best roster in the NHL. Um, but I think they're in the same boat as the Leafs from the perspective of, um, you could, they, they could put up 120 points this year and it will not matter because you've got to go deliver and at least get to the conference finals, if not better. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I kind of don't like the talk that the I kind of don't like the the Avalanche getting lumped in with the Leafs because you know we've made it to the second round a, a few times. If anything, I want the comparisons to be the the early Ovechkin era uh, Capitals, sure. where it's just like. But even then, like, that doesn't make sense. Not, yeah. But like you, you, you understand though from the the, the compare it's not so like here's the thing for the, let's just say the Leafs went around this year. Mm-hmm. That's probably still good enough for there not to be some changes. And I would think that's the same thing for the Avalanche, right? Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I don't, I don't think the Avs make. If you go out in the second round, you're getting crazy goal lead or whatever. Then maybe it's a different conversation. But yeah. I just think that for both of these two teams, all that really is going to count here is what you do this spring. Yeah, a 110 point regular season for either team 
followed by an early playoff loss is not going to be considered acceptable. Yeah, and for the Avalanche, I will say I don't think that it will be scorched earth, but it will be super. Uh, it'll it'll officially be hot seat time for for Jared Bednar because no one in the office is getting moved. Like Sackick and those guys aren't going anywhere. No one's firing. Yeah, like Sackick and, and nor nor should they, right? Like, yeah, nor should they. No, of course not. Uh, is that fair to Jared Bednar if if things start to get a little bit uh, hot on the hot seat? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. But like. When when stuff like this happens in sports, there's there's going to be someone who's the quote unquote fall guy. So yeah, um, we'll see. But I think that they're in the same boat. Yes, I understand they did. You know, they they won around last year, and that's fine. Um, but uh, they're going to be in the same boat. Whereas you know, it, it's going to come down to what happens in the playoffs. And here's the thing for Colorado, um, it's going to come down to I think quite specifically what happens against the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, that's the Western Conference Final we all deserve, and I hope that's what happens. Yeah. Um, but I think that, quite specifically, I think that's going to be sort of where the season's decided, much like it was a year ago. And as I said, that was a six-game series, and if not for Philip Grubauer thieving, one would have been a five-game series. So we'll see if Colorado has sort of refortified themselves here and, and can better compete in a series like that. Uh, they don't have a lot of cap space right now, but I think that they should be able to find a way to do some things that they want to add to this team. Um, but here's the, the uh, to me, what would excite me if I was a Colorado fan, like obviously you have the star players at the top of the roster, but you know, new hook looks like he could be a pretty gosh darn good player. Like you, you add in someone who has that kind of dynamic to, to what you already have. That's exciting. Obviously Byron looks like he could be a pretty gosh darn good player. And he wasn't a full time guy for them last year. We suspect he will be this year. So they've, Obviously acquired some uh, some older veteran defenseman types and Johnson, McDermott, and, and, and Murray to sort of go with uh, the the younger dudes they had on the on the blue line. Um, we'll see what happens there, but this is the best roster in the league. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Moving on, the Dallas Stars, Craig, and I gotta say, I'm cheesed. I'm I'm chuffed. I'm cheesed and I'm chuffed and I'm displeased that Vegas set the line on the Dallas Stars so brilliantly. Uh, 97 and a half. I was, come on. I, I fully expected, I was expecting a lower number than that and taking the over. I was expecting 90 and a half, 91 and a half, but they're, they're, they're too damn smart there in Vegas. And they went with the 97 and a half. And so now the Dallas stars, they're a stay away from me because we talked about uh, this is the team, the other team. Vancouver had the had the year from hell. This is the other team that had the year from hell in, in the COVID thing. But theirs was less COVID related and more. We don't have power in our city related and we don't or in our state technically related. And all of our good players are injured. Um, Sagan's back. Radulov's back. All the like their biggest problem last year was they couldn't score goals and they get. Sagan and Radulov back for free. So that should sort itself out. Uh, yeah, Hudobin and Holtby are still there. Their defense is still really good. They add Ryan Suter, even though I'm like, okay, whatever. But, you know, he's still a veteran at, at the 3-7 that he signed I, for. I that, yeah, I think that Suter's fine at that price. Here's the thing. He's got stuff I left in the tank, right? Yeah, so do I. I totally understood the Parise buyout. I did not understand the Suter one for Minnesota. And we'll talk about them in a second, obviously. But I did not understand the Suter buyout. Uh, and I think the fact that he got a four-year deal at age 36 kind of exemplifies that a little bit. Uh, here's the thing from Suter's perspective. Um, he's going to be the fourth-best defenseman on this team. I think that if Ryan Suter's your fourth-best defenseman, you're in a good spot. 
Yeah, that's perfect for him. And it's funny, looking at their cap-friendly page, Craig, the draft uh, picks, nice clean sheet from the Dallas Stars. Not sure how many how many, how many NHL teams have a nice clean sheet like that uh, with, were, with all their picks. Nope, no picks yeah, missing well, for the next three years. They have a nice clean sheet as far as possession of all their own picks. Uh, they also have a bunch of everyone else's. But, uh, yes, they do have a nice clean sheet there. There's no way around that. Uh, so, yeah, they're well set up, and I think they, they could be a good team. Here's the thing with this group, though. This is going to be sort of one of the last hurrahs here. Pavelski, free agent after the end of the season. Radulov, free agent at the end of the season. Uh, Klingberg, and that's the big one, free agent at the end of the season. I don't know what their plan is as far as who they can and can't bring back or who they will and will not bring back. Uh, but they're going to have some tough decisions coming up this summer, so this might be the last run with this group sort of as we know it going forward. Uh, do you like the stars at a 10 to one flyer to win the central to get super hot? It's not bad. It's worth a unit, right? Like that, that, that would like for that to happen, there would have to be just horrific goaltending in Colorado. And like, you know, I think Kemper's really good, but he's been hurt before. Yeah. It would be injury luck with the avalanche. It wouldn't, I don't think it would be bad goaltending. It would be bad injury luck with the avalanche goaltending, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I could see. That's where the unit. That's where the unit for sure. Dallas Stars. Yeah, place a little unit on the Dallas Stars at ten to one, just in case the Avalanche have have uh, have problems, have goaltender energy injury. That's it. Yeah, that's no. not a bad move. Uh, next up, the Minnesota Wild, Craig. 96 and a half on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned they bought out Parise. They brought out Suter. This is a, a weird, weird... Uh, they, they re-up uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who's a uh, 24-year-old rookie who had one shining year in COVID and then immediately threatened to go back to Russia. So, you know, that I'm sure that'll be great going forward. Uh, that, that doesn't have any potential for disaster whatsoever. Uh, all the usual guys they have. A lot of guys that are free agents. Um, I still got the Matt Dumba thing where he's on the hook for, for six for two. Uh, Cam Talbot and Capo Kakin and I, I do like their goaltending situation. But uh, it should be a, a, a frisky team. I just think what they did last year. This is a team I'm not really high on. This is this, I, I think what they la- did last year was a little bit... Uh, Division assisted, getting to play all of the the, the California teams uh, and Arizona a bunch last year. I think I think the Wild were a little bit uh, smoke and mirrors, and they lost uh, a couple of their big horses. Although they have a weird thing where they basically have two years of technically kind of going for it, I guess, Craig, for lack of a better term, before the buyout uh, cap. No, it's just this year. It's just this year. So this, this is, is a. This year, they're on the hook for 2.3 for both Parise and Suter. Okay, wow. I thought it was two years from now. No, no, that's that's this year. Next season, it's 6.3. Then it's 7.3 uh, until 2025. And then it goes back to the 800,000. So, um, yeah, after they're basically down 6.5 to 7.5-ish million dollars in cap space every year after this year for the next three so, yeah, if you want to do something, do it now. Because, like, you mentioned the free agents on the roster. Um, you know, you mentioned guys like Victor Rask, who is overpaid, but nonetheless free agent. Uh, Nick Bugstad, who they went and brought in for Pittsburgh. They've got Kevin Fiala as a restricted free agent. Uh, they're going to have to do some deconstruction of this roster at the end of the season. That being said, I don't really like this team all that much. Yeah. 
96 and a half. Like, I love 90, the under. Yeah, so do I. And so I think I. I think this is I think this is one of the teams that uh, made the play. This this is one of the teams that made the playoffs last year that is going to miss the playoffs this year for me. Yeah, I think so too. So the question, like you know, there's 16 teams that have, that have, that are going to get in. Um, so the question is, who's going to replace the Minnesota Wild? And I know it's like it's not as easy as like West and East because there are some teams that kind of were. We're in both, but I guess at least in my opinion would be they miss and Vancouver gets in. So yeah. the central playoff team would be, well, you know, what? we'll talk about who the West playoff teams are after we finish talking about the Western conference. Who's next on our list. Next up the Nashville predators, Craig, who, uh, you know, again, would you call the Matt Duchesne trade a failure for the, or, or the signing, I guess for them, would you, would you call that a failure for the, oh, for the uh, Nashville predators? Uh, how, how do you call it anything but that? Yeah. That's weird. I mean, five so they, more they years left, at they 8 million. Exposed, they left him exposed in the expansion draft, and Seattle said, nah, no thanks. <sighs> like, what they, more do you need to know about the signing? Yeah. They re-upped Greenland. Philip Forsberg, is he, is he going to be – can we add him to the uh, – can, can we add Forsberg with his uh, one year left at 6 million? Can we add him to the Tomas Hurdle, Phil Kessel deadline acquisition? No. The only reason I will say no to that is because I think this team is going to be flirting enough with a playoff spot. In fact, they may even make the playoffs, so he doesn't get go. He doesn't go with the deadline. Now I don't know if he can come back. Depends on how they want to do things going forward here. But if they're bad, uh, Matias Ekholm will be the guy everybody wants. Yeah, that'll be the the big one. Him and Forsberg will be big ticket items, but Ekholm's going to be the guy that everyone's trying yeah. to get. Three, three, seven, five, one year left. I think yeah, I think they're good enough where they're not stripping this thing down for parts in March. If they are, obviously Forsberg and, and Ekholm are going to be in, in, in big time demand. Pekka Rene retired in the offseason. The goaltenders they're going into the season with UC Soros and Big Save Dave, who I'm not sure if that's a good nickname for him. Uh, Dave Riddick are the uh, are the goalies they're going into the season with. Um, I think they'll be okay. Are they a playoff team? Again this year, absolutely not. Eighty three and a half I, I, is their like, over under. I, I I like the over here a lot. Before you say they're not a playoff team, there are going to be eight out of sixteen teams in the West to make the playoffs. There are going to be at least three teams in the Central who now the Jets, Avalanche, and Stars are all unquestionably better than Nashville. Yeah, that's who I have but in is the Central Nashville, is one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Nashville better than five of the teams in the Pacific? Uh, if, if the answer to that is yes, they're going to make the playoffs. It'll be close. You know what? You're right. Maybe I'm, I'll I'm not giving them there. enough. Right yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right there. But, you know, it's just like I just – the West is not as good. Like in the East, there's no way this is a playoff team, but they're not in the East. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I agree. Yeah, there's going to be one bad team that makes it into the thing, which is why uh, winning a, the... I think there'll be a couple. Yeah, the winning, winning the West is going to be huge because I think the two wildcard teams are going to be flat-out bad. So if you're the Avalanche in, the, in, the, in Vegas, you can't bleep around. you got to get... Well, you got to win Avalanche your division. Did, uh, the Avalanche did last year, right? They sent, like, I'm not going to say they got a bye in the first round, but like St. Louis didn't put, put up much of a fight. No, sir. Yeah. So speaking of St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis Blues. Oh, actually, hold on. Did we give an official recommendation on the Nashville Predators eighty-three and a half? I like the over. 
I like the over at 83. Okay, I I'm gonna stay away from that, but I'll I'll mark you down for the for the Predators at over. So, uh, the St. Louis Blues, uh, their their big signing was Brandon Sod. They bring in Sod for uh, five years at four or five. They pry him away from the Avalanche. But the biggest thing going on with them will be uh, the Vladimir Tarasenko drama that's going on right now he's got two years left at seven and a half he hates the blues the blues kind of want to get rid of him unfortunately for them the only teams that are great trade partners for them are all central division teams <laughs> so they don't want to move uh Tarasenko to the central division and start off the uh the the vlad Tarasenko revenge tour uh of 2021 2022 um you know, which is why we earlier suggested, hey, maybe the Kraken are a spot for them. Uh, this was a playoff team last year. They got the uh, last playoff seed in the Western Conference, or what was the Western Conference last year, and ended up getting thrashed by the Avalanche uh, in four games last year. The St. Louis Blues, 92 and a half, Craig. Do you believe in the Blues bounce back, or was last year a bit of a fluke? Uh, that's kind of like right where I think they'll be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a, a it's a good line. Yeah, this is yeah, it's a good line. I think this is a playoff team in the West. Wild card um, or top three? Oh no, top definitely wild card. I don't think they're as good as as Colorado, Winnipeg, or Dallas. Um, man, I'm disappointed in that Dallas line. I I thought that I was yeah. I thought that going to be a team that we could just pound the over on, but that's so chuffed, so chuffed and cheesed on that one. It yeah. is so. I, I, uh, they were the one. They were the line I was most exciting to look at. I, I thought for sure Vegas would have them like like ninety one, ninety two and a half sort of a thing, and oh, they came in at ninety seven. Too smart. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think that's right about where the beast. So I'm going to stay away. But if I if I have to pick one, I'm picking the over. Yeah, I think I, so too. And here's, a lot of it's going to depend on which version of Jordan Bennington shows up, the really good one or the <laughs> and how. really bad one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, here's the thing. We've seen both, so which one is it going to be? Um, but I think that this team should generally be fine. Like, I think that I, I like the forward group. The forward group is really good. Even even if Tarasenko were traded for draft picks tomorrow, the forward group is pretty good. Like, they went, they went go out and get Pavel Buchnevich for a second. That's a good piece of business. They signed Brandon Saad, which obviously they were the high bidder on Saad, but Saad can still play. That's good. That's a good signing. I, I mean, forgot. Good, to, I think. Uh, I forgot to bring this up earlier when we were talking about the Colorado Avalanche. But can you guess the odds? I bet this a month ago. Can you guess the odds? I got Miko Rantanen to win the Rocket Richard Trophy this year. Eight to one. Eight to one. Oh, got to uh, be. No, it's gonna be way better than that. It's gonna be like. 80 to 1. He was 39 to 1 when I bet it, and he is currently sitting at 19 to 1 to bet it. So Matthews has uh, has the wrist thing going on to start the year. He's going to miss the first week. Yeah, he's going to he's going to miss the first week and I I, I just think uh, this, this might be a leap year for Ranton and where he he becomes huge. Um, Heart Trophy for him is 12 to 1, but that's asking a lot. But the Rocket Richard, I think, if, if he stays healthy, uh, the, the odds, that's a great flyer. Yeah, that's that's possible. The odds of a situation where Rantanen is good enough to win the Heart and McDavid is not winning the Heart and McKinnon is not winning the Heart, I just don't see how that congruence of events occurs. You know what I mean? No, no. That's like the, someone yeah, on that's... the is going to win that award. It's not going to be him. Yeah, Brandon is actually twelve to one on a lot of places now. Wow, I'm glad I got the thirty nine to one. Ooh, so good. Anyway, let's talk about the last Western Conference team, and then we'll talk about a few uh, 
We'll talk about our playoff teams and whatnot and move on to because we got a whole other conference to do. The yeah. Winnipeg, yeah. The Winnipeg Jets, um, Mark Shifley suspended for a little bit <laughs> because of the, uh, yeah, the, the, the biggest thing for me is, uh, does, uh, PLD Pierre-Luc Dubois, d- does he become the guy that they just didn't get last year? Right. Which I think he will. I think last year was just, it, it was, it was all nonsense during that whole, it, it was just, it was, a, they, were, they were asking a lot of PLD last year. And even then, they still upset the the uh, they they still upset the Oilers in four before getting weirdly upset by the Habs. I thought not not a full upset, but like one of them half upsets by the Habs. Although nobody predicted a sweep, um, they still got most. You know, they still got their Blake Wheelers, uh, their Shifleys, their they 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 brought Paul Stasny back. Uh, you know, Morrissey, Pionk, Schmidt, all those guys are there. And they have a goaltender who has a claim for best goaltender on planet Earth when he's uh, when when he's at the top of his game. It's basically him and Vasilevsky, in in my mind, who are who are currently going for the title of greatest goaltender on planet Earth right now. With Vasilevsky slightly ahead uh, because of the Stanley Cups, the Winnipeg Jets, Craig, ninety one and a half. This is the over under that we did not get from the from the Dallas thing. This is an over for me. I, I have them as a top three playoff team. I have them well over the ninety one and a half. I think they're going to be extremely oh, frisky. This, this is this is where I this is I, I feel this way about Winnipeg, and I would have felt this way about Dallas because I thought that's where their line was going to be. Yeah, but th- this no, is the line we did not get with Dallas that yeah. we are getting with Winnipeg, right? Like, mm. yeah, found the hell out of us. I love the Jets this season. I think they're going to be really good. All right, so here's what we kind of like so far: Calgary under, Edmonton under. Los Angeles over, San Jose under, Vancouver over, Arizona, Minnesota under, and the Winnipeg over, probably our favorite bet of the Western Conference. Um, are there any uh, Western Conference uh, futures you're kind of into there, Craig? I don't, uh, the Avalanche are plus 200. I don't, I don't see, Vegas is plus 300. I guess maybe if, if you think Vegas can, can maybe take a put a couple units on that three to one there to to win the western conference right like that's that's worth a couple of units right yes yeah on vegas because you're getting you're getting an extra an extra piece on them so yeah i I would take vegas i think they're going to get more crappier teams to play than the avalanche are like they get all the california teams the avalanche the central division is going to be tougher than people are giving it credit for so i i think i think vegas is three to one i think that the top three teams are good Mm mm-hmm Nashville, St. Louis, yeah. and then I think that Arizona is obviously bad. I don't think much of Minnesota. I don't think much of the Blackhawks either. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, let me. Who are your playoff teams? In who are, who are your top three in the Pacific? Uh, Golden Knights, Oilers, and Canucks. Okay, Vegas, Edmonton. Vancouver. I'm going to say Vegas and Edmonton for sure. Um, and then uh, I'm going to say the Kraken. I'm going to say the Kraken. I'm going to get. I'm going to get fun. I'm going to say the Kraken get that third spot. Uh, and then who are your? Uh, do you have any wild card teams coming out of the Pacific? Because I'm going to have. I'm going to have. I think Vancouver is one of my. Um, I'll, I'll say I have Vancouver as one of my wild card teams. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, so I think I'll go with, um, sorry, you, you want my Pacific, my, my wildcard teams. I think I'll go with 
give me the blues and give me the Kraken. Those would be my two wildcard teams. Okay. St. Louis wildcard and Seattle wildcard. And I think we have the same uh, central division. I think we have the same central division wildcards. I have, I have Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, right? Or sorry, not Minnesota. It's Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg is what I meant to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, absolutely uh, the, the the top three in the central, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I need one more wild card team. Winnipeg. Um, and I think my last wild card team is going to be the. I'm going to say the Chicago Blackhawks. Because everything is terrible all the time, Greg. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. All right, so that'll be it for the Western Conference. Uh, stay tuned for part two, which will obviously be the Eastern Conference. Uh, so we will get to that. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, Craig's going to stick around. We're going to do the uh, Eastern Conference. So take care, everybody, and tune in for the Eastern Conference podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.